Hello, how's it going? This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. With me, as always, is Ian Rismondo. How you doing? Hey, uh, you know, doing well. Just kind of, what is this? Are we on to the second month now of lockdown, quarantine? I think it's just a little over one month. Well, I mean, so yes, yeah, so we are, are into our second Yeah, we're month. starting our second month, sure. Thanks. There sure. we go, okay. We're just in the spirit of disagreeing with each other right now, so. It's true. Uh, that's okay though, um, because I think we're pretty on board, uh, on a similar page with the movie we watched, um, this past week, uh, Overlord. So that is the, let me pull up the IMDb page so that I don't sound like a complete moron talking about it. Um, directed by Julius Avery, um, the main reason we really wanted to watch it is because the actor who plays Fitz in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ian de Kestecker, I don't know how to say his last name, but uh, he's... That was pretty close. He, yeah. <laughs> that's the way it's... Maybe it's sounded the way it's spelled. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because neither, neither of us super watch horror movies i may be just more than you uh considering that i watch zero right (laughs) um horror is not my 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 cup of tea whereas i'll do like uh stephen king horror because those are just so crazy i mean i have like respect for them because like those are classics and i've read some of the books and they're very good but i yeah, just don't like don't, being freaked out. No, I'm with you. I don't need to go see the movies. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, but so this movie had uh, Kurt Russell's son in it, Wyatt Russell, who was also in Point Break. Uh, it had the uh, he looks like he's the Greyjoy uncle uh, from Game of Thrones. Euron. Euron. Uh, those were really the only people I super recognized. Um but everyone else is great in this movie anyways. Um, I don't know if there was any uh, any part of the movie or any role that really didn't fit. Like, there, nothing brought me out of this. But, like, everyone was acting in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is, which, as I've been saying, because I'm just now getting to Birds of Prey, or Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, however you want to call oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a complete contrast to that. Not to say that, like, oh, right. we can compare this World War II film um, to a DC comics. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that I have so, so many issues with some of the dialogue that is said in Birds of Prey and some of the portrayals and some of the acting and nothing. I got nothing from this. This is, this, <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll delve into your Birds of Prey watching uh, in a little <laughs> bit, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, Overlord, like, the first, you can't even say half, though, but um, the first third, maybe, uh, is an incredible war film. It is. Um, like, it is is done so well. Uh, like, just the war itself is terrifying, you know? Great lengths were, were taken um, to make this as realistic and, and to make us feel like we were actually there and... You know, you got to respect right. that. And so, uh, but then it delves into its weird horror take <laughs> uh, wherever it goes um, into the immortal Nazis, basically. 
uh, or at least an attempt to make immortal Nazis, uh, which is nuts. Um, but the way that they really like, I don't know, like all, almost all of the scares were very predictable. Yes. You know, like he's opening the door, like obviously the ant is going to do something, but, um, or he looks in the peephole, like you don't do that. Come on, man. Uh, uh, there, there were a lot of moments where the main protagonists were just like, Oh, come on. Don't do that. There's like, don't stick your finger in that. Yeah. Don't. Oh no. And it just, uh, he's yeah. like a, he's playing the, the horror protagonist tropes right of curiosity and whatnot and too much uh but it wasn't actually like that scary of a movie no like, a couple, couple jumps but there, there's a couple jumps probably just like two maybe three um, the the main thing is some of the disturbing uh i don't even know how to describe it but the body breakage <laughs> mutilation um, yeah the body mutilation uh that stuff's pretty nasty um but uh but it was done like gosh really weird because it was like it felt it felt like you were in the room with them and you're just like watching this go down this guy's like neck twist backwards or whatever and uh just thinking about it, i'm getting the chills but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it 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 did a it did a lot of like war movie tropes, and then also a lot of horror tropes, and that and the blend of it worked really well. Uh, so much so that like, uh, we were even talking about this while we were watching because we had to point it out because it it felt so good that um. The Nazi villain that we didn't actually super know was going to be the main villain of the whole story. Um, but the the reversal of how oh. <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell's son hangs him up and beats him basically to death. And then the Nazi later does the opposite to him, and there's a lot of parallelism in dialogue, and it's just like, from a story perspective, it's like film school 101 kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and, and it was just done really well from that perspective. One of the biggest things that I liked about this film was probably the end of it. Um, <laughs> was when it was over. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When I opened my eyes. Yeah. I had them closed for an hour, and how... However long this movie was? No. Um, but at the end of the film, and our main protagonist, too, I still don't know what his name is. Yeah, I don't remember um, half their names. Uh. <laughs> uh, he's talking to his commanding officer, and his officer's like, all right, we're folding you into Charlie Company. Cause, and for us, it's like, well, because, you know, the war's oh, still happening. Right. <laughs> and he goes back to the, his men, and, and they're like, all right, what's going on? And he's like, we're being folded into Charlie Company. And they're like, you mean they're not sending us home? He's like, no, we got a job to do. The war's still here. And I'm like, that's wild. After everything that just happened yeah. with, like, science and immortal Nazi soldiers, zombies, and everything, World War II just started. Like, that was the day of D-Day. Right. Right. It was, it was at the same time of D-Day, yeah. And it, it just felt like 
they had just gone through so much, and they're like, yeah, I guess we're just here to do our job now. And I was like, that's... Yeah. Well, because... That, that was wild to me. I mean, like, if they say what they found... No, they did the right thing and not right, saying what they found. But maybe then they get sent home, but... <laughs> no, they'd be held by the CIA and... Yeah, sure. That's fair. <laughs> but they wouldn't be putting their lives at risk. I mean... I think their lives would be at risk just for knowing that. Uh, I th- I think they'd be part of the program, probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> think optimistically. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like, one of them, like, had a bullet wound. Gosh. Um, and then the other dude was strung up. He was a POW for 24 hours or what, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But No, I really liked... Uh... Ian DeCastaker's, um his acting. Is that you were you talking. Were... I, I think I, I think I mispronounced it, but I also haven't heard it much. I've heard it pronounced like three times. Fair enough. So, um, but his acting enjoyed it. I don't know if he's what other things he's in. Like I don't know if we can pull up an IMDb DB page for yeah, him. Yeah, I've got it all right in front of me. See, so. see what else he's in. But uh, uh, you were saying this throughout the movie uh, that you were. You really liked his uh, his American accent. I digged his American accent. Like there there were moments where like it was a little forced, but like it was pretty solid. I mean <laughs> it's kind of funny that like I feel like a lot of British people can do really good American do good Midwest American accents. But not the other way around. But a lot of Americans cannot do good European accents, especially British. <laughs> um yeah. Or even make the distinguish between like a London or a Cockney or an Australian or uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, not a ton of stuff. He's done a few things. Um, I guess he was a voice actor for a while. Is what it looks like. Oh, actually, well, he was no, in he a few. Did, he did the animated Agents of Shield stuff. Yeah, and he did a few other voice roles, some other TV miniseries. And so he's done a few things. Um, nothing that I feel like. I mean, he's in Assassin's Creed Three. That's a big thing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what role did you play in Assassin's Creed Three? I've never played the game, but the character's name was Fillion McCarthy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, otherwise, I don't really recognize anything else. So he, he's still not that big of an actor. But uh, hopefully he gets some roles after seven seasons, agents of shield. He gets this big movie role where he had a pretty, uh, it was like a minor role that had a pretty spectacular ending. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, and the funny thing is we were talking about how like all the, 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 uh, the squad or whatever, uh, they they all had like their own tropes, you know. <laughs> like, you had the camera guy, you had the commanding officer who's, uh, done some wrong in his past and trying to prove himself by completing the mission. <laughs> uh, so I was talking about this that there are so many parallels between, uh, this movie those the, the characters that you're talking about and the characters of Call of Duty World War II's campaign. <laughs> yeah. Because they have the camera guy, they have the uh, New Englander uh, fast-talking kind of a jerk. Uh, they have the jerk commander who, as you say, is trying to prove himself. Right. Uh, and 
they got the guy who's like believes in luck and or kind of superstitious. Yeah, it, there's so many parallels. I'm like, this is, and it's also a World War II. Um, they're both World War II properties, or yeah, focused around that era. So it was just kind of funny to me to see this as they were, as we were watching along. I will say, you just brought it up. That's kind of my one problem, my one big problem with this movie, is we still supposedly the, uh, the captain. Mm-hmm killed his commanding the corporal killed his commanding officer yep but we still don't know why (laughs) i I don't think we need to know why uh i i feel like you kind of need to know (laughs) but uh well i think the idea because it was it like was it right was it there's two ways you can go about it that okay it was always right and he's just He's he actually always plays the good soldier, and his commanding officer didn't. Um, and so he did something, and he paid for it. And that's kind of like an allegory for the whole story that they're doing something because it's the right thing to do, but they all kind of pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it the other way that he did kill him wrongfully, and he's trying to prove himself, and he changed by the end of the movie by self-sacrifice? Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a two-year-old movie. Um, also, I mean, like, saying self-sacrifice n- has no bearing about how oh, that happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. He uh, unmeat hooks himself. Yeah, that was, oh, gosh. See, like, that's not, like, I feel like that's just, like, an action movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, man, is it, like, a disturbing idea. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, not. I, I don't think we're gonna talk about this movie too much. Um, but I mean, I think we both liked it. Um, is very solid. Um, I thought the effects were pretty good, especially the makeup and whatnot. And oh yeah, because um, there's a lot of like you said, body mutilation stuff. Um, the computer generated imagery looked pretty good. Yeah. I can never tell anyways, so. Uh, <laughs> it all looks good to you. It all looks good to me. I'm easy to please. Superman 3, uh, best looking movie ever. I need to rewatch that movie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. A lot of... the Something I really appreciated... Uh, so I'm not... And, and I mean, you're trying to become like a vet so you probably don't have this problem whatsoever but i'm a big uh not a needle fan (laughs) (laughs) um this movie had a lot of needles that being said i never cringed at the needles during this movie Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of like regular action movies or tv shows that the way they focus on the needles it it like i really cringe at it they didn't, but I will say they didn't put any like visual emphasis on the needles themselves. Like it wasn't like not the, at the least while they the... were using them, which is the big True. thing. Like sure, it's the focus was there. on like the serum yeah. or the focus was on something else. Yeah, but it wasn't like we don't get a zoom in on the needle and then like light glints off the tip of the of the metal of the syringe. It wasn't right. anything like that. The focus was on the color, which was on the serum. It wasn't. I don't think. I think they were trying to draw away from that, or maybe they just weren't trying to bring attention to it. Yeah, because so. like it for for me, it's when the 
when like someone's trying to like inject themselves or and they're just like taking their sweet time with it and I was about to say really, so is it worse for you when they go fast or when they go slow? It's better when they go fast. And I feel like this movie went pretty fast every time someone injected themselves. Yeah. Um, and like there was only I think one time where we actually focused on like the skin contact of where the needle was going in. Is that when we're pulling it out of the uh, well, that time also, but that I expected something completely different. So it was uh, same. Uh, you, you, you and I were both like, you got, like we expected to oh, see no. this huge hole in this dude. Uh, yeah, but like I, expe- I expected him to try and I expected the protagonist to try and pull the needle out, see a gaping hole, and be like, "I'm sorry, like we, I can't save I can you." I, I exactly, tried. yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I was expecting. Yeah, and so the fact that even though it was a, a needle esque object. Um, because I was expecting something probably worse. Uh, right. That that wasn't so bad, but uh, uh, and then but just like I'm trying to think, I forget who it was, but someone they really focus on the injection of the needle. I forget who it is specifically, but um, otherwise though, it's just like slap it into my body wherever and push it down. Right. Um, it's the same kind of movie thing about like shoving adrenaline in the heart. Right. Gets your kick started. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's actually the exact thing I was thinking when he injected it into that dude's chest. I was like, uh that seems like the worst place to inject it. <laughs> yeah. Um but clearly that bit of science didn't really matter to this movie because the serum was so powerful one way or the other. Uh, it, it was either going to kill you or it was going to save you, I guess. And that would depend uh, on whether you were alive or not. Right. <laughs> um, but was he still dying even though he injected himself when he was alive? I think so, yeah. I mean, his face was blown off. Yeah, but uh, it that's was a lot like of blood loss. right. But it was like trying to heal. Well, once he injected himself, yes. Right, but was he still dying after he injected himself? Well, I think the idea or was the serum this... perfected? Because, like, well, for like the first half of the movie, it's clearly not. Well, no, because so they say the serum is unstable because right. they're using it on dead bodies to reanimate right. them, and it and then the the dead bodies that are reanimated, hence zombies, are all Crazy. like they don't have their yeah. they don't have their mind because what they want is as we hear in the movie they want a, a thousand year right needs a thousand year soldiers, right. so you you want the superpowers, the regeneration, the but you want the life, minds also, but you so. want the mind as well. Yeah. However, their mind wasn't there because. You know, they were dead. They didn't have right. a mind. So I think the serum was perfected, like, at the beginning of the film. Sure. But not the but, usage, right? But not the usage, because up until the um, up until the, the Nazi commander, or whatever his, his role is, uh, until he injects himself, or when he does, the doctor says, we've never tested this on live subjects right. before. And that's why I think it works. It's because it's, the serum gives you these abilities when you're but that's alive, what i'm saying so you... so you are you saying though he injects himself he's alive beforehand he's alive afterwards 
Um, he's yes, he was never. Well, I don't know if he's you, never fully a zombie because do you think by he's the end of it, no longer dying until he gets blown to smithereens? So, <laughs> I don't want to quickly. I don't want to immediately answer that because I don't want to uh, quickly jump over to uh, Wyatt Russell's character, right? Because. Uh, when he does like get ready for the self sacrifice at the end, his eyes start changing color. He's that's what I'm saying. Them. I felt like he was dying. So, so actually, that's fair. So maybe the serum still isn't perfect. But granted, they used two different dosages, didn't they? Because he, that's true. The Nazi the, injected the himself bear. twice. He did he did inject himself so twice? Maybe that was the. Be- I don't know. I, I'm analyzing the science of a horror movie, but um, <laughs> the, the more the better. We need more. Uh, inject yourself six times. You last longer. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Is like, so if he would have done it twice, would he have? How do we know that they're dead? How like, um, I mean, clearly the the head trauma seemed to do quite a bit. Um, and so did fire. Yeah, fire, fire, and brain. <laughs> brain intactness um seem to be key which i think we should all take into our daily lives anyways uh stay away from That's fire fair. and stay away from anything that will separate your brain de-brain you, de-brain you. yeah you wouldn't want to be debrained. um generally it's bad for the yeah uh, but otherwise like i was thinking about like other than like the body mutilation stuff. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you don't want to talk about the woman who was just a head. Oh gosh, body. that was like you could see it, and I still wasn't registering it. You know, <laughs> I was just like, nope, nope. I was in denial. <laughs> uh, but like, other than like those sort of things, like I was thinking about it, like the very next day, I was like, I kind of want to rewatch that movie. The. Uh... But the there only thing that was stopping me is like the tension. <laughs> the tension is is big. There were scenes that I'd want to rewatch as well. Yeah. Um, but so like the body mutilation didn't bother me that much. Like I was like, that's, that's kind of interesting. And if they didn't cut away from it, I'd like want to look at that a bit more. Because that's that's kind of curious. I don't yeah. mean like, ooh, yes, mutilation. Right. But like, I mean, the I mean, at least in this route they're going for, like that's science. They were able to keep right. Alive. Actually, to... was it science? So quickly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, is it magic? <laughs> or is it magic? Uh, so towards the end, uh, the Nazi commander says, "Like, oh, this thing's been sitting underneath this small, quiet French village for centuries." And I don't know if he was referring to like just something in their blood, like if it was some some sort of expression in their blood. Or if there was some sort of chemical, I don't know. Right, so that was like, like a line the, that was this said. This small French village has this gene or something. This gene, or there's something in the water that can be. Or unlocked. I don't know, maybe, maybe. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then there was the stuff that like, oh, the Nazis don't like God, but they're trying to become gods themselves, and they're the Nazi commander literally at one point says the line. Uh, I, I am a god. A yeah. god. I yeah. am a god. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there, almost there was just a lot like... of... It, it was just really well done. Um, yeah. From all aspects. Um, even the parts that I have to look away from. Because <laughs> I'm a scaredy cat. Um, anyways. Uh, there, there's actually been a decent amount of news this week, which is pretty surprising 
some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's exciting. Um, uh, Which is visually exclusive. It can't be both. It can't be both. It can't be good and exciting or bad and exciting. Uh, the exciting thing is neutral. Have you ever seen any version of the movie Dune? No. There's also a trilogy. So I think there there's an original movie and then there's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I know I need to watch them, um, but no, I have not. And they're widely regarded as pretty bad. Because gotcha. um, they're based on books and like most uh, book adaptations, not super great. Um, but they're remaking it again. Okay. <laughs> um, and this thing has got a stellar cast. Um, it's got Rebecca Ferguson. You might recognize her from uh, Mission Impossible, the last okay. two ones. Uh, Zendaya's in it. Jason Momoa's in it without a beard in one of the images. Um, Dave Batista's in it. Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård. That is a. Uh... Do you know who that is? I, I recognize the actor. I can't name any. I I can't remember the can't name give you right any now. Um, um, but I do oh, recognize there, the that's actor. what the name is. Eric Selvig. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, so yeah, so quite a good looking cast um, for this. And the images they put are very Dune like. Uh, <laughs> Like, like they're all kind of static pictures and nothing like super impressive. It's a lot of people staring out <laughs> uh, across the desert. Um, it's very Dune-esque. But, but it looks good. It looks good. Um, uh, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's going to be directed by Den- Dennis Villanueva. Um Pretty sure that's Villanova. It's a U. U-E. Could be wrong. I don't know. I knew a kid back in high school, and it was Villanova. That's why I said okay. it like that. Um, gotcha. It might not gotcha. be, but... Um, Who knows? Oscar knows. Isaac looks really intimidating with a big beard. Him and Josh Brolin, I guess, are on the same side. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, the, the photos look really good. It looks like everyone's kind of wearing Iron Man suits, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, like heavy armor yeah i I don't know i'm excited because it's kind of uh the the way i can best explain it is it's like adult star wars okay um that like it's a little bit darker of themes it delves into uh religion a bit more it delves into what's funny is both uh, uh, lore have spice in them, um, but spice is a very big factor in Dune, whereas it's kind of only big in bounty hunters for uh, Star Wars. Um, there's like this group of witches, which I guess is similar to Star Wars, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's. I mean, we'll we'll see about the execution of it, but it looks really good, um, at least just from these images. Uh, hopefully, the execution is just as good. That's good. 
and then uh, if you have anything, feel free to just jump on. Otherwise, we can just keep going through <laughs> the stuff I've got. Um, all right. Uh, this is going to be something you are not interested in. I'm not. At all. I'm not interested in it. Moving you're not. On. You're not. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so the book Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter, okay. uh, which was a really big hit. I think it came out in, uh, I want to say 2017. Um, did very well. So they rated like a nine point something out of 10 um, for like fantasy novels. Uh, it's seri- it's sequel is supposed to come out later this year, um, and the book coverage got released like mid last week, which is pretty exciting. So for me, that's exciting because I really enjoyed the first one, uh, and I'm really excited to for this for this uh, book to come out. Um, yeah, you're right. I told you you weren't I, be interested. In I'm not interested because I don't <laughs> know how to read. So uh... that's fair. You have to listen to your books. Um... I only know how to read if it's subtitles on a TV screen. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you are the reason why I have now started watching every single thing subtitled. And I don't know if I should hate dude, that. Dude, I really enjoy it. Um, Like, there, there are certain things, and I definitely get, like, on a first watch, maybe not necessarily wanting to watch a subtitle, but I really want to catch every word. Yeah, that's fair. And that's there's a lot of times that, like, there's a, a whispered line that I don't really catch. and You and I watched Iron Man 1 a little while, to, like together, a little while ago. And I'll definitely say that was the first time that I did I had watched it subtitled. And there are so many lines that I have like never caught. They're just You so pay more funny. attention every... to them if you hear them and read them. It's true, it's true. Yeah. And every single joke that I read that was said in the movie lands. And I, it, I've, I've never like experienced it that before that's it was incredible so yeah i'll give you credit for that i definitely agree on like a first watch maybe don't do it but yeah uh because take in the visual spectacle that it is but like considering i don't have like a great audio system and that like i don't know i just i want to catch every word Uh, (laughs) well biologically and uh computationally uh computer computerically that's not a word um not yet it isn't it will be after this video computerically start writing Compu- the dictionary entry call up webster we're gonna make it sound a little bit better and call it computerically computerically i'm into that um but yeah coming back to movies uh during all this you're talking about it that we're entering this our second month uh maybe for some in the United States, uh, in the South of the United States, uh, depending on where you are, maybe that's plus a few extra weeks or minus a few weeks, but, Mm um, yeah. Uh, someone who's not doing too well through this is the AMC movie theater. (laughs) Oh no. Um, yeah, they're really, apparently they're talking about like filing bankruptcy and, uh, they're really trying to figure out how to survive this, uh, which is really interesting because it. I feel like before this started, there was a lot of talk, and I don't know if there's any studio that's in a financial position to be able to right now, but there was a lot of talk that studios were going to be able to buy movie theaters. Interesting. Which they previously were not allowed to do. Uh, 
but now is that something like from a federal standpoint or is that something from like i believe it's a federal standpoint so what what would change what are is this like being there's talk that the law will change um okay interesting or maybe it already did i, I don't remember uh um, interesting but the things that were that there's a, a lot of discussion that they're going to be able to buy movie theaters which means that they will be the uh the pro- they will be in charge of the production of these things as well as the distribution basically well that would mean um, that certain movie theaters couldn't could could not show right certain films if you have a certain... disney movie theater you might not get uh I can't think of a good example, but uh, <laughs> well, I'm not a big fan of that actually. Uh, so, Transformers—that's like... a Paramount product, right? Uh, sure. Fast and Furious is Universal, I think. You'd have to go to a Sony one to get Spider-Man Three. Well, no, because it would behoove Disney to show that one. It would behoove Disney to do that. Um, uh, and, and that's the thing, though, is that like, doesn't it still behoove Disney to even show like the Fast and Furiouses? Because they're yeah, gonna I mean, make a ton of money. True, they're making, so you might as well show it at your theater, sales. and at least make ticket sales off of it, off of someone else's yeah, thing. Um, right. But there is something definitely to uh, the exclusivity of distribution. Uh, but then, true. does Netflix end up buying movie theaters and finally release uh, some of their movies to theater? Interesting. Uh, that, that's yeah, something I they thought could definitely about do that. Because because the, then they could actually get people to come out and see them. Maybe if you you like, you can see it on a, on, a, on the big screen. Right. With all these people, it, it would help these streaming services make a bit of money. Because um, Netflix has been not doing well for a little while now. But what's interesting is like, <laughs> at least with Disney, like Disney Plus is one of the only things making money for Disney right now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Because uh, we can't yeah, go to the theme parks. We can't go to uh, the movie theaters. Um, yep. There's no sports for ESPN. <laughs> and so so it's very limited. Uh, but we've got National Geographic. <laughs> we do have National Geographic, and we have that on Disney Plus as well. Um, I don't know if you how often you get new episodes. I haven't really looked into it. I don't think I've ever once clicked on um, that tab. It keeps being suggested, which is weird because I haven't either. But uh, <laughs> well, that's why it's being suggested. They're yeah. like, "Come on, people, we gotta, we gotta have people click on this." Come on, it's Earth Day, isn't today Earth Day? Uh, no, no. When's Earth Day? No, I don't think this is Earth Day. You're right. It's not today, but it's, it's a different kind of it's Earth Day. Two days from now. You're right. I was close. I was within the week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. It's Earth. It oh, will. Yeah. It will be Earth Day today when I post this. There you go. It's Earth Day. There, it's Earth Day because this is definitely Wednesday. Um, and I did today not mistake is... four twenty for Earth Day. But uh, what do you mean four twenty? This is this is uh, this is April eleventh. <laughs> April eleventh. Yeah, we record We're, these. Recording. Yeah, yeah. I'm reporting on the news before it even comes out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Happy New Year's, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's really something interesting uh since we we already transitioned okay. over to disney plus you know have you watched uh the lady in the tramp remake no i haven't either um but it was one of the first Not things uh that was on disney plus upon release that was new mm-hmm. 
Um, and they're making another one, not Lady and the Tramp. Go ahead and guess. So it's going to be that uh, pseudo live action style, which is, it's. I'm not calling it live action. It's still CG. The Lion King still CG. Lady and the Tramp still CG. <laughs> True. Uh, 101 Dalmatians. No. That's a good guess, though. Uh, the Rescuers. Ooh, I, I'd actually be into that. But uh, no, it's Robin Hood. Interesting. They're remaking Robin Hood with this uh, pseudo live action CG. Now, is it going to be a bear and a fox? Probably. This... My big question is are they going to be bipedal? <laughs> yeah. These are going to be anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphized. Like, this will be very disturbing. <laughs> More disturbing this, this than just be, like hit. the eyes or the emotions. This is gonna hit the Uncanny Valley really. Yeah. Really hard. Now I didn't necessarily think Lion King super hit the Uncanny Valley a ton for myself. Um, I heard for well, a, a lot of other people it did. <laughs> it definitely didn't help with the whole musical aspect because lions can't make the same facial features that we do to sing. Sure, but neither can like. A cartoon lion, you know. Um, yeah, but the thing with the cart, uh, true. But they can—they're all I mean, cartoons. Look, they just look different. If you look at the facial features from the animated Lion King movie, and look at the facial features from the uh, pseudo quotes live action one, yeah, uh, the range of motion for the for the new one is complete. See, but there's, there's a lot of people actually out there that movement. argue the other thing, that the range of uh, emotion, of emoting, <laughs> um, of facial expressions from these animals was far beyond. And it was, they, they really tried to make it similar to the cartoon and it just didn't feel True. right. Um, so like the fact that there's, Arguments on both sides, I feel like, means they, they hit it pretty close to the middle. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I, I don't think that movie, like, like that. my only problem with Lion King is it's you have a it's the same with, with the, uh, with the, I don't know what I'm going to call them. We need to coin a new term. Uh, CGI action. C CGI CG live action, um, uh, Star Wars, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> CG live action Lion King. Uh, my only problem with it is they truncated my favorite song in it, which is "Be Prepared." Um, they also didn't okay. give it the full like effects, which I guess is more realistic. Sure. But I love that scene in The Lion King where, like, the volcano <laughs> explodes or whatever. Um, okay. Which did not happen. Uh, but, yeah, so they truncated that, which bothered me just because it's my favorite song. I, I understand that's a very uh, subjective thing. Um, and then the other problem is that the rest of the movie is basically the exact same thing. Um, oh, they also truncated uh the chase scene of the hyenas uh with simba and nala um yeah they they shortened that one also which again 
is another one of my favorite moments. So it was really just an attack okay. on me. It was it was a, this movie was a personal <laughs> attack on me. Um, but otherwise, I mean, the movie's good. It's the exact same story as the other one. So like, uh, I I think I want to say you said this a long time ago that like it can only be as if you tell the exact same story with a different medium, it can only be as good as the original. I was gonna bring that up actually, oh. um, but you just beat me to it. But yeah, this these stories aren't changed. They're not like, right. oh, we're we're rehashing the story. It's you know slightly updated. We're we're taking some of the grievances against the first one. We're addressing them and fixing them, or or at least addressing them. But they're telling the same story in just an like an, an I guess new medium, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, new it's style. a new medium. I mean, if it was a TV uh, show to a movie you, or. A cartoon if you tell the story the exact same way it yeah. can only ever be as good you can never surpass the original right i don't think so um, as as long as it's as long as it's well the original is well regarded because you have the nostalgia factor to deal with sure and, and all this stuff like it, in our minds it will never be like wow, wow this is so much yeah it, and, it just can't do that and i feel like aladdin told a slight told, told different story beats of the same story um I, it even added uh, one or two new songs um so so it it was a little different um there were a few complaints about aladdin um that i remember hearing about and i don't remember i don't want to like butcher them and then sound uh my biggest problem is jafar jafar is not scary in it like and in gotcha. the cartoon jafar is terrifying <laughs> fair uh but well transferring uh quickly over to the marvel cinematic universe as i um... here before we go there because we'll we'll end with okay. marvel as we always do gotcha. um okay uh james gunn is saying the suicide squad and guardians of the galaxy are on schedule bold of him to presume that when guardians of the galaxy potentially got moved even though we don't we didn't have a date before and we still don't have a date now so potentially it got moved so i don't know what schedule that is but because last week we were talking about how all the marvel movies got shifted by one right so i don't know exactly what that means uh but he was saying suicide squad was pretty much done um so it's all in post basically gotcha um, i'm just gonna wait for the inevitable reshoots Right, which they'll probably have time to do before it's released next year. <laughs> um, Hopefully, because I mean, this movie wasn't coming out for a while, so the fact I True. I didn't I did not think they were done with most of the filming yet. Uh, I figured they were mostly just like halfway done kind of thing, so they were pretty early right. on it. Uh, which I guess good on them. <laughs> they knew it was coming. No. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the, those are exciting things. Uh, gosh, James Gunn and his ensemble casts. Um, Do you think that uh, James Gunn's brother is going to be the Suicide Squad? Uh, I'm pretty sure he is. There we go. Um, I don't. We don't know who anyone is in that movie, but uh, he's playing the same character. <laughs> Craglin. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Rocket Raccoon, right? Uh, exactly. They, uh, 
do you think though something that i really like about the suicide squad right now that careful unfortunately yeah i know uh that i kind of feel like marvel used to do but isn't or at least it doesn't feel this way or maybe they're having some leaky oil cans or whatever um i feel like dc's doing a pretty good job at keeping things secret right now well i mean i just don't know if there's like okay sure they are but then again we also don't know a lot of the actors who are playing these i mean sure we know some of the actors that are that are playing these roles we but we know so little about these films and we're not in like the third fi- the third film in this franchise we're not at right but that's what i'm saying about like the secrets behind it though that like here a lot of people are speculating on an avengers 5 villain that has the movie hasn't even been confirmed yet like obviously we're getting it but yeah uh <laughs> But that's years away, and this is something that's coming out next year, right? Um, and we still, and we have, and we have no idea. That's that. I mean, that's that's absolutely fair. I mean, we know so much about Doctor Strange too, and <laughs> and we we have a much bigger, well-known cast in the Suicide Squad, and we know less about the movie. That's fair. Yeah, you and I did oh. break. So, do you want to mention the the? Uh, uh, poster by Boss Logic. Yeah, I mean, who knows if it's true? I don't, or if it's just it's, fun I don't for think it, him. It's just fun <laughs> for him isn't the most likely thing, but it might uh, be similar. I I so, think it's probably legit. But <laughs> so the artist, the artist Boss Logic, uh, makes some fantastic uh, graphics online, and and he's had some some not some great ones too, but he's really well known, like uh, for making fan cat drawing fan castings uh for superheroes as that role right um and he's known for some other things but he has worked with marvel in official capacity which was something i didn't know about uh right mostly regarding and i don't know the end game and maybe infinity war but probably probably i know that i know that the um infinity gauntlet he drew is on all the imax posters and i recognize that because I, it's something that I've had on my phone for a long time now. Uh, the I, thing I, I really I appreciate this, this really cool. about his posters in general is mm-hmm. uh, they don't have the, uh, I don't know what to call it, the blockbuster cover photo <laughs> uh, where right. everyone has to be on it. Um, right. Which maybe I blame Star Wars for because, like, a lot of the Star Wars... Granted, I don't know what the original, original posters looked like. But, like, the posters we have for Episode 4, 5, 6, every Star Wars have, like, eight people on it. Um, and then every Marvel movie's got, like, eight people on its cover just about, except for maybe two right. of the movies. But, um, but yeah, whereas, like, a lot of his posters are very... Uh, I don't want to say minimalist, but uh, they're not cluttered with people, at least. They're all their faces on the poster. Uh, it's yeah. showing more. He's, his idea is more of like sh- either showcasing one actor in that role, or trying to give something that he thinks that, that will be the, the story will be about. Um, but yeah, so this poster, the, he he did a couple of them for Doctor Strange. Um, 
and the Multiverse of Madness. And one of them, uh, which I think we figured out the villain, which or potentially potential the villain for the movie uh, being Nightmare. Only if that poster's true. That being said, Only regardless, I do think Nightmare is going to be a big part of Doctor Strange too, because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people have been talking about it. So yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like he's holding up a Dreamcatcher. There's a bunch of Doctor Strange's hanging bodies. It, it's it looks pretty pretty scary. Which I mean, from everything we've heard, yeah, this film not necessarily uh, scary, but spooky spooky uh <laughs> might be the only horror film if if sam raimi gets his way that i'll that i'll be one want to go see but that's the question because like how how far is he allowed to go because like not Probably not even not to mention far. that it's a disney movie not not even to mention that uh yeah, kevin not, feige not even to mention it'll be pg-13 and not even to mention the the real question i have is uh the market's that like China doesn't allow certain scary themes, mm-hmm. so, so you can't go too far because that's a whole. That's a significant part of your your market, your demographic. Right, it's, it's a not available. Potentially like a billion dollars, you know, yeah. uh, if we're talking like end game money. But uh, I play Monopoly in end game money. But uh, yeah, so like. How, how scary are you allowed to be and your method of telling the scariness has to be very specific kind of mm-hmm. uh, there's like guidelines that you have to follow you can't yeah and so uh, it's really interesting because like uh, Scott Derrickson when he left the project he said that like uh, there he has this tweet I forget exactly what it said but it was like uh, studio release dates is the death of art or something, which sure yeah, that's to a certain level that that is probably true, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but one of the things I I kind of think is funny. Granted, there's no way he could have known this. Is that like, I mean, they kind of just got a free two months of pre-production <laughs> through this coronavirus, uh, uh, which could be good if. Uh, I'm completely blanking on his name. Uh, the new guy. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yep. Thank you. Uh, if he did officially take over the project, then like, uh, hopefully at least this has given him time to read all the notes, you know? Right. Right. Um, so that we don't have a notorious, oh, it's because the director changed, release the Derrickson cut, you know? Uh, right. Uh, I want to see the the Scott Derrickson script or whatever. Yeah, so hopefully that, like, hopefully it's not too different from what Scott Derrickson wanted originally, and uh, also hopefully um, it's just a cohesive story in general. True. Because, but yeah, like, that movie, we we know quite a bit about it. There, We even know that. See, and, like, the, these are the kind of secrets, like, Miss America Chavez, like... Like, who would have guessed that if it is true? I mean, I guess it's still a rumor at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, who would have guessed that? And then we already know it? Like, man, that would have been a nice twist. Not not twist, but just, like, a surprise. Surprise. Uh, like, if Quicksilver's in this movie, I don't want to know beforehand, you know? 
I, I don't want to go and be like, come on, Quicksilver, I know he's in here somewhere. Yeah, like, I will definitely be hoping he shows up at a certain point, but I don't want to know he is beforehand. I, I'd rather be surprised, which is kind of funny because, like, what, it's very counterintuitive to exactly what we're doing right now, uh, <laughs> which is talking about the things we do know. Right. And... Sure. Uh, to a certain extent, I do want to hear news about it and I want to get hyped for all these products, but I also still want to be shocked uh, in the movie because, like, yeah. Like, everyone was very. I, I felt like when, like, take Spider Man Far From Home because that's pretty recent. Uh, okay. When the first trailer dropped, immediately, first reactions were. Oh, that's Sandman, uh, Hydra Man. Uh, We're gonna get some elementals in here. But but then, about a month later, the conversation completely switched to their elementals. Right. And they more or less were. Uh, <laughs> I'd argue e- even less, though they but... were fake, but like they basically were the elementals. Yes, true. Um. Because I don't imagine that the actual elementals are ever going to show up in the movies. Uh, so that's this is probably the closest we'll get. Probably to Probably the closest we're getting to them, uh, even though it's fake. But uh, which again is a nice twist. But mm-hmm. and like they, there's no way once you drop the trailer for to stop people from speculating that stuff. But because mm-hmm. uh, that's what fans do. But it's just interesting how the conversation switch so drastically from oh it's sandman and hydraman to their elementals right because i remember there was like this two month period maybe one month period where everyone was like it's definitely hydroman yeah and then it was it's definitely elementals and now that i mean we're in our fourth month of doing this weekly now uh maybe we'll be in that boat now also but uh, where we're talking about it as Hydra Man for a month, and then oh, it's probably the Elementals though, uh, as an alternative, um, mm-hmm. just because that's what everyone's talking about. But uh, but the nice thing is we still did get that Easter egg about Hydra Man yeah. in that movie, which is really cool, uh, and maybe we wouldn't have been prepared for without the speculation of it. I think less people would probably have picked up on the Easter egg just because I still don't think most people picked up on it. Um, other than like people like us that are talking about it every day or whatever. Right. Uh, Because I think all the line is that so and so had like a, at a water treatment plant had an accident. Right. And. It only takes a Google search to find out that that name is Hydro Man, but uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? And so, I don't know. I, I just, I want certain things, I, I hope, I, I should say, that certain things can still be a mystery, like, especially first appearances of characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Um uh, and being that we're in this new wave of uh, of movies, for Marvel at least, uh, I'm hoping that that'll be true again. That 
surprise. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, surprise being uh, ruined, uh, Amy Pascal has confirmed, and I think it was on Twitter, although it might have been an interview, um, that the, the that the word will be in the title of Spider-Man 3. Ooh, wow. Thanks, Amy Pascal. I mean, sure. <laughs> sure, it's not, it's not... We were all expecting it, but the studio could have just... If it wasn't important, they could have just brushed it aside and said, sure, whatever. But they have confirmed this, and yes, it will be but in why the, not the title. Just, like, release the actual title. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't know, because then we can spend it, it's, it's, all this time... But it's, like, fake... Like, oh! It's not fake news. Fake news is the wrong word. But, uh... <laughs> It's uh, useless news. That's like, oh yeah, now we're talking about Spider Man, but we're talking about it for no yeah, reason. Pipe. <laughs> like nothing's changed. Dude, the title's got to be like Home Alone or something. It could have been that before we learned this. Everyone was already yeah, speculating that Home was going to be in it. I, I, hey, this could just throw us off completely. Like when uh, the Russo brothers were like, all right, uh, what's the title of the movie going to be? And everyone started guessing. Thing for for Avengers and and like a couple months in, someone guessed Avengers Endgame and they outright said no, that's not going to be right because you can't they come have out, to. you can't come out right and say exactly exactly. <laughs> but they'll be like, yep, you guessed it, that's it. But that's what I'm saying. It's their own fault for saying the guess it. Like someone's eventually going to get it, unless you have like the fantabulous emancipation of when Harley Quinn. <laughs> someone is eventually going to get it. Well, oh. if you want to move away from Spider-Man real quick, we did get another confirmation from James Gunn about Guardians 3. About Guardians 3? And this, Yep, and this is in the exact same vein as It's as going to be called home. Volume 3? It's got the word home in the title. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so someone asked uh, James Gunn on, I think on Twitter, but it might have been Instagram, uh, if someone was going to die in this film. Right. That was a while like ago, the, wasn't it? Uh, I just saw this online. Like, oh, I thought this was uh, a while ago. It might have been, and I might be real old, hashing old I, stuff. I think he said but, yes, and then there was a bunch of people that were like, you better not kill, and so on and so forth. Yeah, he said he just said a single word that was yes as a response. So that might have been a while back. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean who's, who's, who's going to die? It's going to be Groot again. We're going to lose Groot yeah. for a second. Groot dies again. Yeah. Um, now, he, he, something he was talking about that's interesting uh, and exciting is that, and it kind of seems to be like we've been getting a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, supposedly, this next one's going to talk a little bit more about Rocket's backstory, which we get the, I didn't ask to be torn apart and put back together. Uh, I didn't ask to be made and that sort of stuff. Uh, right. And you and I actually know the comic book origin story for Rocky Raccoon, which is absolutely nuts with all these anthropomorphic animals. Uh, oh, yeah, there's so many of them, which all have puns for names. Walrus, yes. Um, Our buddy Walrus. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I have a feeling when it comes to James Gunn, he'll, he'll probably stick actually pretty closely to the material because it's just super ridiculous. Like, there's no reason to make it extra ridiculous. It's already there. But my question is, like, is that going to be... Are we talking, like, from a 
a volume two perspective where like delving into star lord is basically the whole movie is his backstory kind of thing hopefully um, not. i agree with you hopefully not because uh, i don't know there's a lot of other guardian stories to tell and we we don't know who's coming back for a fourth one <laughs> uh it, true so i want to know how thor is gonna right tie into all that yeah it, it's gonna be interesting um yeah because there's that also so who knows uh, but get, get your timelines out we're, we're having my big problem still and I stand by this and I killed him off in my speculation for Guardians 3 uh, which was Drax, Drax. Um, I, I was saying that in Guardi- for, for Guardians Guardians 2 <laughs> uh, no I was saying that in Guardians 1 no sorry no sorry no hang on infinity war that was it oh there you go sure sure yeah i wanted i wanted drax to die in infinity war see and that's fair um because like well drax like wanted is probably not the best way to say that i think it would have made for a better story if drax had died with how i I, right but yeah right i i think i'm with you um that if thanos would have killed drax because then it's like, because the, the alternative Cause of what story. we got, granted, those movies had to do a lot and they do succeed on a lot. The one little, little speck that I think they don't come up on is Drax's story. Right. Um, he, He's the one character that kind of gets pushed to the side um, because like, oh, I'm going after Ronan because he killed my family, but Ronan was just working for Thanos, so I have to go after Thanos because Thanos killed my family. There's no comeuppance for that, you know? Um, But that's why I think it would have been a big thing for him to die. Like, So what I had originally wanted to happen in Infinity War is when when Thor goes off to Nidavellir, to uh, forge yeah and the other ones go to nowhere exactly I wanted Drax to go there as well and and then so they have the issue where oh like the things are broken we, it can't stay open long enough to, to melt the metal oh. uh, and instead of Thor going out there Drax turns to Thor and says this axe will be able to kill Thanos correct and he says yes he's like well then I will go hold it whatever and so he goes out there and holds it open and then gets burned up in the the light of the star see i hear what you're saying but it doesn't make sense for drax to not go to nowhere i mean true because he's faced with that choice and, and it, yeah, but that, it doesn't but like, make sense to go to him for he i think he even says in the movie that he he will go where thanos is true um he's not then he's not playing the long game <laughs> Maybe some things oh. would have to change. We don't know where Thanos is or, or right. whatever. That surprise it. he shows up on nowhere. But yeah. Um, well, I guess they didn't know that he was going to actually be there. They just knew they that Thanos. Thanos would eventually need to go there. Right. Uh. So like e- even still, but I I would I wanted uh if Drax was going to die in that movie, 
uh, I think Thanos, instead of using the reality stone to sure, maybe he does that to Mantis, um, where she can be put back together. Uh, I wanted Drax and Thanos to duke it out. Yeah. Um, cause I, re- if anyone was to kill Drax, it should have been Thanos. Um, <laughs> and now I kill him also in a self-sacrificing way, uh, in my speculation, but yeah, like what, what's more to his story? He doesn't have a ton of character anyways. He's based, he's a joke cracker like everybody else on the team. Uh, right. So we, we have too many joke crackers. Um, that's what the guard. That's what the guardians have kind of built themselves as. Now they didn't used to be. They weren't in Guardians sure. One. No, because I mean, now even like Groot is cracking jokes, even though like it has to be interpreted. But like, you know, <laughs> Peter's Peter's growing on everyone. They've become a family. Um, but like. Peter was even Peter didn't make a ton of jokes. It was just a lot of references. Um, there's a few jokes, but and then Rocket comes with the hard sarcasm. The well, I guess the opposite sarcasm or whatever, but uh, the literal insults and whatnot. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, like Drax doesn't, even though he was pretty funny in, uh, especially Infinity War in it. Well, not really in game, but that's the other thing is in end game he never even got to fight Thanos one on one. So like, his story got pushed so far to the side. I feel like you just keep pushing it aside and knock him off. <laughs> right. Um. That okay? I guess his family's been avenged. Thanos is dead. Your work here is done, Drax. Um. Cause... No, it just his time to die. Because, like, I, I'm totally okay with him living, but you you got to add a lot more to his story now. Cause they, where does he go from here? Where does he go from here? His, yeah. his, the whole thing about his family and the revenge plot, is, is it didn't amount to anything because Thanos was killed by someone else. Yep. Twice. Twice <laughs> by someone else. He, he failed both times. Yeah. And so... Uh... His story didn't amount to anything, and it was also a very... Uh, simple story it was just my family's dead I want to avenge them and sure you get those moments where he's talking about his family right. uh, which are really good those are really solid moments they're also funny moments but they're they're funny and somber at the same time which is optimal uh, but like it's, it's interesting. Yeah. where does Drax go from here what do we do about Drax? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. He's a weird one. Um, supposedly, Spider-Man 3 will not be changing its release date, um, even though every other Marvel movie is, so hopefully that doesn't impact the storytelling at all. Um, what do we know about Venom 2? Any, any news? Uh, supposedly, that's still coming this year. Uh, we have yet to get a trailer, and it's supposed to come out pretty soon. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know when Morbius got moved to either, anyways. Uh, so those are up in the air. Uh, I'd expect both of them by the end of the year, assuming 
there is an end of the year. <laughs> uh, well, there will be an end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm expecting him at least maybe Venom will be uh, November. Morbius will be like September or something. Gotcha. Uh, something like that. Because uh, I don't think we'll still be doing this that far down the road. Uh, but what do I know? I'm not a doctor. Uh, Stay inside, folks. So uh, the other thing is uh, there's been more and more talk about Captain Marvel being Captain Marvel 2, I should say, uh, being in the vein of uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, so Supposedly, Feige said that, like, uh, Captain Marvel 2 will be a very pivotal film in helping to set up Avengers 5, which is one of the first times we've heard talk about Avengers 5 uh, in actual words. Uh, and so I think that points more towards a... Now, obviously, they can't exactly do the Secret Invasion storyline, but some interpretation of the Secret Invasion storyline... Because uh, we know there's Kree sleeper cells, which is kind of the opposite of what you'd expect when there's shapeshifters running around. You definitely expect the Skrulls to be the sleeper cells. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, but then maybe that points to, because like Nick Fury is starting sword or whatever. And so maybe that points to Avengers 5 being a cosmic threat and maybe the Avengers team is the sword team whatever that consists of the cosmic threat is the lantern core so if you had to assemble your cosmic sword team who do you pick Hawkeye obviously you can't Black choose Black Guardians Black. of the Galaxy because like obvious reasons but all earth based humans with no powers that's fair uh, that's actually no, it's not at all close. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so the the Ultimates um, mm -hmm. in comics, uh, they're basically the sword team uh, led by Captain Marvel. Um, probably the least powerful person on the team is Black Panther. Gotcha. Um, he's kind of the weird one on there. Um, but then Blue Marvel's on there, and he's got, like, sort of antimatter powers. Um, Miss America's on there, and she's got interdimensional hopping powers. Um, yep. So, like, it's a lot which of the... Be it, too. Which, which I thought was actually a really good idea, that you take all these OP characters and just thrust them together. But then you put a character like Black Panther on there who, that everyone loves that, like, really grounds... <laughs> he's the grounding cornerstone of the team uh, but otherwise like it's a lot of powerful people and so like granted we don't have maybe by then we will have Miss America but is she going to be folded in right away into the Avengers um, I I don't know but uh, and then so obviously you choose Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's gonna be on the team. But who else? 
Now, are these characters that have been introduced already, or are these new characters that we can bring in? Uh, your choice. That's difficult. Um, <laughs> try, try and go with characters we at least think are coming in already. All right. So I mean, and, or characters we already have, like. don't necessarily be pulling like blue marvel like I, I don't necessarily anticipate them introducing blue marvel by this time <laughs> do you think that we will be introduced to any of the shield characters at any time <laughs> uh <laughs> no idea <laughs> no comment probably not uh, probably not well no certainly not these um, shield, shield characters like from the tv show definitely not yeah uh, not no, i just while. love to see quake like in the movies um yeah I, I don't know who to pick i don't know i'm not quite as uh comic savvy as you i don't know it's just about like characters that already usually. exist you know all right who do all you right. want Let's fighting get, uh... uh god i hope it's not galactus but uh let's say galactus let's say annihilus uh the shiar for whatever reason um I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, Nova. Okay, that's uh, a cool one. I don't know if that's anything in his... I don't know his comics too well. I don't know if that he does, would do that. Um, well, but, there's, I mean, like, four, would, four different main Novas in the comics. That's true. <laughs> How about Sam? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it'd be, I mean, it'd be interesting because that's... He, he'd be an interesting character to bring in because he's not really an Earth-based... He's not even an Earth-based hero, at least... Not traditionally that I know of. Well, um, Sam is. Sam, Sam Sam's is. human. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. he's not. From, there, I guess you could do that. He's not from Xander. Yeah. Um, I think his so dad was that. or something. Well, Xander doesn't exist anymore. So. Right. Uh, well, it does. He only decimated it. <laughs> he only took ten percent. Yeah. The ninety still there. Um. I don't know. Who would you have on the team? Uh, Nova's a good pick. Um, I I even got to thinking while you were bringing up stuff. Uh, if there isn't going to be Guardians of the Galaxy anymore, maybe you fold in the remaining characters of that onto this team. Um, I think that's a mistake. But uh, Agents of the Sword. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They'll tie into the movies for two years, and then they'll start going off and stuff, and then they'll be decanonized later. <laughs> right. Uh, so Captain Marvel, Nova's a good pick. Um, if Miss America gets introduced, probably, um, even though it's pretty yeah. early, but it's a good place to put an OP character like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a power level standpoint, uh Ooh, if they ever someone else who's on the ultimates that I forgot to mention, uh I forget what name she goes by now. Um she has previously gone by Captain Marvel's persona. Um she was actually the second Captain Marvel. She was even before uh Carol Danvers was Captain Marvel. Um so after Marvel uh died for the first time <laughs> uh 
she took on the name Captain Marvel, not even knowing that Marvel existed. Um, and that's Spectrum or Photon. Um, yeah. I forget what her alias name is. Uh, and. <laughs> but uh, Monica Rambeau, who, right, whose parent. We already got. We already got Monica, you know? Right. Uh, so, like, to, to have a further aged up version of Monica. Uh, yeah, so now if she, she's been back and forth of Photon Spectrum and Pulsar. So, you pick the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she's got really cool light based powers. Uh, and she's pretty powerful, so I definitely put her on it. Uh, Captain Marvel. Do you make this the A-Force team? Throw Scarlet Witch on it? Um, maybe. Could, you could. Uh, but if this is Avengers 5, maybe not. Uh, let's see, another space-based hero. Or at least a space-capable hero. Um... Silver Surfer, post fantastic post interactions with Guardians and Fantastic Four. Post Galactus. Post Galactus. Do you think Galactus is gonna be a first Fantastic Four villain? I sure hope not. I, I hope so. I re I really like. Really. I. The, did you hear my speculation for it? Do you think for the for their? In, I mean, it's been a while since I've read. Uh through your, your extra phases in the comics the fantastic four don't actually defeat galactus anyways that's true it's the silver surfer so the fantastic four don't have to be good at using their own powers that's the intro that's it's the, a I perfect a intro now. villain that's fair because that's fair. it's such a human story that you have to convince the silver surfer to have the compassion to save earth mm -hmm. um and then you, if you do the uh, ultimate nullifier <laughs> uh, artifact it. stuff, which I really, I, I think is funny. Uh, I don't know. I think it'd have to be executed a little bit better than even I described. Because um, I think it'd need to be foreshadowed at the beginning uh, yeah. in order to be executed super well. Otherwise, it's just like, and surprise, we got this thing that supposedly can destroy anything that I think of. Um, Anything that I can comprehend to its fullest extent. Right, which Reed Richards makes the ultimate claim. And that's, that, to me, that's for an intro film, that would be such a uh, a landmark moment, uh, such a setter for what Reed Richards. That's like, oh, what a bluff. But is it a bluff? But is it? Because this is one of the smartest characters. It could, he right. could have. He could. And, and it makes you think, and like, uh, does Galactus want to take that chance? One of my in credit scenes that I had that I pitched is that you have the Watcher and Galactus at the end. Galactus has gone on his way, and they're having their conversation. And Galactus is like, you know, I gotta know, um, could he actually destroy the entire universe? And the Watcher effectively says, like, does it matter? He made you think he could. Right. And it's like, oh shoot, could he? <laughs> um, and just because he's one of the smartest characters ever, and uh, 
we we managed to do it with Iron Man. They did it pretty well, but how often can you have the joke of finally someone who speaks English here, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, or use English, you know? Like, there, there's so many times where they're just like, oh, all your jargon is incomprehensible. And so mm-hmm. why not have a character that's even above that? Uh, and I, I just really want them to do Fantastic Four well because they're such good characters. True. Such good True. characters. And they have such good villains, too. Well, we'll um, find out in the future when uh, we start hearing about that. Yeah. So we'll probably wrap this up here. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, Unanimous Indecision. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Uh, that's super helpful to us. Uh, Ian Rosmondu, thank you as always. Thanks for having me. And I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time.